I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hi, neighbors. Welcome to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today, everyone, it's here. The big day is here. It is done, done, done. The U.S. Pluto return in Capricorn. Um... Maybe you don't know anything about this. Maybe you don't know anything about it, but you keep seeing it everywhere. Maybe you know a little bit about it and you don't know how to feel about it or you don't know what to think, what to analyze. Well, let's talk about it a little bit today. I really, I like, you know me, you know me. I like cutting through the bullshit. (laughs) I like tapping into that queen of swords energy. That's for sure. And I really like cutting through the bullshit. So that's exactly what we're going to do today in true Pluto fashion. We're going to get very fucking real around here and hopefully be able to shed some light and illumination on this very, I think, very, very misunderstood planetary energy. So before we do hop into everything, I did want to let you know that if you're on YouTube and you're like, Danny, where the hell is the pre-show tarot reading? Where's your beautiful face? I love you. Thank you. Uh, I am going to be putting the full-length episodes on YouTube still. That is where some people just prefer to listen to their podcast. So don't worry. Every episode will still be on YouTube. But I am kind of changing up the YouTube game right now. So I appreciate your patience while I kind of work and meddle in the background for that. Don't worry. Tarot is coming. Tarot will never, ever, ever leave this space. So don't worry. Now, Moving into this, though, moving into this Plutonian energy, first of all, we can't deny that today is a spiritually significant day with the date, right? It's 2-22-2022. This is a very big and prominent Uh, Some people would call it like an angel number. That's one of the most frequently used terms for it. You may or may not resonate with that term, but this is a very big significant angel number or big signifier or symbol from the universe, okay? Twos in numerology bring in themes of both polarities and duality. And this is something that we have definitely talked a lot about on the show, in particular, the polarities episode. So I am going to link that here. Even if you have listened to that episode before, I think that 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 energy and the themes in that episode are going to hit really well and land really well right now. So even if you've listened to it, 
I encourage you to go back and listen to the polarities episode again, actually, because of those beautiful themes that we discussed of polarities and duality. I think that there's a lot of really invaluable information there. So definitely start there, but keep this, keep this number two in your mind. All right. Keep, keep that two in, in the forefront. Maybe, maybe look up that meaning in a numerology source, whether you're going to go online or if you have a book, again, even if you know what the number two means, even if you already feel very seasoned, go refresh your memory. And if you don't know what two symbolizes at all, go online or go into a book, like I said, and do a little bit of digging on that. What I will definitely tell you is when we talk about polarities and dualities, that means that the number two houses both division and union. And if that is not a big prevalent theme for particularly the last couple of years and moving forward, <laughs> I'm not sure what is. So we, we already know that this is happening on a very, very significant day. You can already start to draw some themes and further understanding about this day through the numerology, like I said. And the whole day adds up to, let's see, two, four, six, 10. So the whole day is symbolized by the number one and or 10 because 2022 equals 10. And we can keep the number 10 or we can reduce that further to one, one plus zero. So there is like blindingly blatant themes of new beginnings here, which is just really, truly so incredibly perfect for Plutonian themes. Pluto is associated with death. Let's just, let's just, we're going to just start. (laughs) We're just going to start off telling it like it is. Let's start off with the quote unquote scary stuff. Pluto is associated with death. Pluto does bring death and destruction. That is true. If you look historically at Plutonian transits, uh, they're they're abundant with destruction and death. Uh, Lots of these historical events are very, very necessary. Death and destruction. One might say all of them are, right? Because we know that divinely there can be bigger meanings and bigger purpose behind things occurring than we are able to be aware of in a moment. So that's, that is not to say that everything happens for a reason. I don't adore that phrase. Um, I never really have, it's never really sat wonderful with me because I don't believe for a second that we're not in control of our own reality and that we don't have free will. So I don't believe that everything is meant to be. However, 
I do think that, and we talk about this a lot around here, right? I do firmly believe with my entire soul and being that our intuition and higher self is all knowing and that those choices that we do make out of free will sometimes have a meaning or a purpose that we don't learn for a long, long time. So I want you to take a second and think about that. This is why Pluto is the planet of shadow work, okay? And why we do shadow work uh, when we work in our eighth house, which is the house that Pluto traditionally rules. So I want you to take a moment, whether that's while you're listening to this episode or if you can make some time and space to do this later on, this is definitely an ongoing process. Anyways, I want you to think about some events from your past. And I'm going to challenge you to think about events from when you were a teenager, because I don't know about y'all, but (laughs) not only has inner child work been a very major theme for me right now in my own little world, specifically that of my inner teenager. And I am very much noticing this in my people and my community around me as well. So I I think that that is going to resonate with some of you. Our our teenage years are riddled with Plutonian themes. <laughs> uh, riddled with them because when we are teenagers, our brains are not fully developed to the point where we have the kind of forethought and long-term thinking. We, we really don't have our like cause and effect fully understood, actualized, or realized, okay, let alone in practice. And so because we are emerging from childhood, and it's kind of one of our first big transcendences in life, uh, age-wise, because we don't really remember transcending from infanthood to, to toddler, and we don't really remember transcending toddler to childhood, but we, boy, oh boy, do we remember (laughs) puberty. (gasps) Oh, and you better believe it. Pluto and Scorpio, uh, Scorpio rules over the genitals. Okay. So our reproductive system. So (laughs) puberty is definitely, definitely a part of our Plutonian themes, especially because Puberty is like this awakening of our our sexual organs and our sexuality, right? And our, uh, we really, we really kind of are. I guess it depends on how it happens for you. We're either given our sexual drive, maybe it's thrusted upon us, maybe it's slammed <laughs> into us. Uh, but this, but there are lots of Plutonian themes in in puberty. And it's not just this coming of age in a sexual sense, but it is this real, let's, let's just, again, call it what it is. It's a real death to our innocence. I want you to think back to those years and allow yourself to think on some safe memories. Okay. I'm not trying to take you through any sort of specific trauma work at this time. Uh, 
this is this is for shadow work. I want you to think more on some some safe reflections and memories of when you remember losing innocence, whatever age that was for you, because try not to think of those phases of life and well, don't associate them too strictly with your the numbers of your age is what I'm saying. For some of us, our innocence was lost at a younger age. Our innocence was lost at an older age. This could have happened for a huge, huge, huge spectrum of reasons and from a wide, wide variety of events. And Plutonian work is very, very naturally triggering. So I want you to know right now, if you're hearing this and you're already kind of like feeling a little bit of triggers, this is, this is Plutonian work. And one of the best and most important things that you can do is be really, really in tune with your body when you're doing this type of um, shadow work and these types of reflections. So you're paying attention to the cues and the signs that your body's sending you, okay? So that you can offer yourself the nurturing and the care that you need. But I want you to think about those times where you felt like a kid and all of your peers around you felt like way, way older than you were. And the feelings that go into that, right? Into that moment, the the discomfort, the cringe, there's some embarrassment, there's some anger. We start having some flashes of resentment and anger because we go into defense mode when we start having those feelings, when we start feeling embarrassment and discomfort you know, we really start to go into our bodies like, wait a second, are we in danger? And so we go into defense mode. And for a lot of us, this looks like anger. And you can be questioning, right? Maybe you're questioning your upbringing in that moment. Maybe you were questioning something somebody told you. Maybe in that moment you were being revealed, and this is more often than not what happens in these moments. You were usually being revealed some kind of truth. Maybe you got told something completely different and maybe the truth was just withheld from you. You weren't necessarily, you know, quote unquote lied to. The truth was just withheld from you. You were, you were sheltered from something. So I want you to be able to, in these moments with that inner teenager, because that was one of the moments, maybe for you, it was the moment, but at the least it was just one of the moments that really ushered in that, that age for you, that new chapter for you. I want you to go and really picture yourself. Okay. If you can really visualize yourself, if you can envision the exact outfit you're wearing, awesome memory. Otherwise something that you, you know that you would have worn. Okay. Really visualize yourself and go back and stand with that person. If you and your inner teenager are comfortable, you could hold hands. Maybe you embrace. Maybe you just lock eyes. Maybe you find comfortable silence 
you know, just sitting next to each other, looking out and away. You don't always have to make eye contact. You don't always have to hug. There's nothing wrong with that. And I want you to just sit with yourself. And I want you to let that inner teenager know, like, that it's so okay and so valid, all of those feelings that were felt in that moment. Maybe it was betrayal, again, embarrassment or humiliation, maybe sadness, maybe anger, whatever, whatever the feelings were that came through. I want you to just sit there because at that time you felt alone and isolated. And now I want this version of yourself to go sit, okay, in union, in support of that, that past version of yourself. And I, I want you to be able to offer yourself some very powerful validation and just understanding. You know, looking back, you know that it's okay. You know that you had to grow up. You know that at the end of the day, we have to learn the truths of our world, no matter what. And, and even when it's painful and even when it's difficult, the truth is better than living a lie. But your inner teenager, that version of yourself that you're either looking at or sitting next to right now, they didn't know that. They didn't know that. So don't approach this scenario. Don't approach that version of yourself with, with, it's not a big deal. Everything turns out okay. Just go and offer the understanding. Know that you have your hindsight in your back pocket and go with the new wisdom and be able now to offer the comfort and validation and understanding that wasn't available to you at that time. And then I want you to just notice your body and how that feels. Maybe you feel a little bit lighter somewhere. Maybe some tension was released somewhere else. Maybe you had a very physically emotional reaction. I want you to be able in this moment to to show yourself the power of, of stillness and just being. The reason I'm going into all of this, the reason I, I feel so strongly about these energies being Plutonian energies is because this is the dark themes that Pluto brings. Okay, this this is inevitability of death. This is inevitability of destruction. This is inevitability of pain. It is not about escaping it. That's why. That's why in that exercise, in that ritual, I want you to allow yourself the patience that you were never given for someone to just come and sit with you and not try and make everything better. And not try and tell you everything's going to be okay and that they're strong and they can do it and just get to the next day. Sometimes what we needed was someone to just sit there and say, oh my God, this sucks. You are right. God, this sucks. This is hard. I 
feel for you. I'm here for you. And I will just be here for you. This is where we find and tap into the rebirth and the regenerative powers of Pluto. That sitting and waiting and just being patient and holding space for somebody, especially yourself, okay? Pluto is all about self-regeneration and self-transformation. This is it, folks. This is the secret. Do you want to know what the secret is to the germination period and rebirth and transformation? It's the fucking waiting. It's the patience. It's the being willing to sit with the difficult, in the ugly, in the hard, in the pain, with yourself or with someone. Now that Pluto is returning to its natal position that it was in for the U.S. in Capricorn, and by the way, quick disclaimer, that is based off of the Sibley chart. There are a few different charts for the United States, like a few different natal charts. That's the only thing when we're doing natal charts for events, especially historical events. Uh, there can definitely be some debate around it, but that's okay. There's actually a lot of value that can be found in comparing those different charts as well. But the the one that is most popularly used and talked about and referenced is the Sibley chart. So you can go ahead and look that up if you want to look up the, the chart or the dates or just the placements on your favorite app or website and get a, get a little look-see for yourself. Definitely go on to social media, maybe look up the hashtag US Pluto return, Pluto return, Pluto Capricorn. Look up things, just look up Pluto. Uh, Take in as much perspective as you can, okay? Because Pluto is the farthest planet, the slowest moving planet, brings the biggest and most profound change. This means we need, therefore, the biggest perspective, okay? I want you to recognize that we might not fully and honestly more... I feel more confident than might. Like we, we probably don't like and never will be able to just fully understand exactly how a transit will play out here on earth. You know, we really, even the most educated, most insightful, like really most experienced astrologer or human. I, I, I truly don't believe that even they would be able to fully accurately understand, let alone explain, <laughs> let alone actually put those thoughts into words for other people to understand, uh, how a transit, especially one this massive, is going to play out. And the reason I'm so confident about that is because I don't think they were supposed to, especially with Pluto. There is so much mystery in Pluto. There is so much power in Pluto. So because Pluto houses these regenerative and um, transformative powers, it means that it houses vast, vast occult and psychic knowledge, vast 
universal knowledge. It it is this big hauser of mysteries of the divine and the arcana, if you will, truly, truly. But we, <laughs> we are, we're one part of, of this universe. We are here as beings of, of learning, right? And beings of experience as humans. We are very, very much here to learn. I really believe so strongly. That's a huge reason why our species has the the brain that it does. I, it, it is a massive indicator of our purpose being learning. I think that's a huge reason why learning is one of my biggest, biggest values, because the more I learn about spirituality, the more I see learning is so fucking sacred. It's so sacred. So if we are beings of learning and education, that means we're literally not meant to understand everything. We have to explore it for ourselves. We have to experience it for ourselves. And when it comes to such a major, major planet, think about it. It's the farthest away. We have to journey the farthest just to even get to Pluto let alone to explore it, right? That means so much of the lessons and themes of Pluto are in the journey itself, are in that long, long space travel just, just to even get there to be, to be gifted and blessed with divine knowledge. So I don't want you to take this Pluto return And try and guess at all the things that are going to happen, okay? I want you to, number one, do some shadow work. (laughs) I want you to really explore your own personal themes of transformation. Take yourself through the major, major transitionary periods of your life and just note them. What triggered them? Do you remember going through anything in particular before they happened? What about after? How did it feel? How do you feel about it now as you reflect on it? Does your body tell you anything, right? Do you have any physical cues or, or symptoms or traits while you're while you're reflecting on these things? So I want you to really, and again, this is not a one-stop shop. This is just something that I, I want you to take into, into your ongoing shadow work practice, okay? But specifically reflecting on the transformative periods in your life, the major ones, and noting your experience around them. And then I want you to take that a little bit bigger, okay? Go to the next layer. What about for your family? That could be like your chosen family. That could be your family growing up. Maybe maybe your family growing up is the family that you're still very close with. And so, you know, you can just kind of think about more of the family. But in general, kind of go out, start with your inner self and go out to your next circle. Then do it again. Go to the next circle. And start including your close friends and your good friends and those really close colleagues and stuff. Start thinking about that outer circle of your life in general. 
those major transitionary periods. Start thinking about the people that you interacted in, the transformative periods and events that you have witnessed and watched people go through. Bring it out further. People you may not know personally, right? Think about maybe celebrities or well-known people and those major transformative transitionary periods that they've gone through that were, you know, publicized for all of us to consume. Go further and further out. Go into the country, now into the world. This is Plutonian work. It is the act of reflecting on and learning more about. So this is, you do this both with just inner reflection and doing actual research, right? Because we don't, maybe you don't know uh, off the top of your head, some of the major transformative uh, periods for the United States. Maybe you need to like go online and kind of look at some significant historical events. Yeah, do that. The research, again, the learning process is very, very much a part of all of this. I want you to start looking at those things and I want you to start being aware of patterns and cycles and I want you to take this major superpower of being able to do that of being able, I talk about on the show all the time, of being able to track our fucking data, our patterns, our habits on an individual soul level and on this greater collective level. And I want you to empower yourself with that because I don't care that this isn't like flashy, fancy advice, you know, that looks really cute on an Instagram post. Like this is the real advice here. When you do this work that I'm talking about, this is mindset work. This is true, true on a more conscious and therefore into your subconscious level mindset work. So that in these coming years, after this Pluto return, in these coming decades, you are not one of the many, many, many folks that we are going to watch get totally fucking flattened by change. Transformation on a Plutonian level is fucking glorious. And that means it comes with some of just the greatest death and loss and destruction. It's going to affect all of us. And with the practices and the mindset that we talked about through this episode, you will be able to sit with yourself. You will be able to sit with somebody. You don't have to run away. You don't have to escape. You don't have to pretend like everything's okay. You don't have to get lost in this cycle of toxic positivity, telling yourself that there's something wrong with feeling negative about negative things happening around you. Because we all talked about this, because we study astrology, because we practice spirituality, because we do the mindset work, we're not going to escape. We're not going to avoid. We're not going to run away. We're going to sit with ourselves and each other. That's where the real rebirth is going to begin, is in that beautiful patience, 
and that beautiful validation and, and solidarity that we can give to ourselves and to one another. I would really, really love to know how this episode was for you, what came up for you, and I would absolutely love to answer any questions at all that have come up. I just love all of you, and I want you to know that those of you that reach out to me um, through email and my website and Instagram and TikTok, and uh, you bring me to tears of gratitude on a regular, regular basis. I am here for you as well. I am sitting here. I am with you. You're valid. We're valid. No matter what adversity and and challenge and death and destruction that comes, I'm here for you. And you're here for me. I love all of you so, so much. I could go on for another 10 minutes about how grateful I am. So instead, I'm going to leave you to your thoughts and to your ponderings and to your reflections. I'm here if you need a sounding board, any additional insight. I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday. And I'll see you all on Friday. Stay magical. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.